in our lifetime, if we are lucky, a person will come along at the right time and introduce us to ideas that, if acted upon, can be life-changing. They will tell us their stories and share stories of inspiration with us that will, in turn, inspire us to share our stories. And so the cycle continues. For thousands of years, this is how it's been. And this is why stories create the currency of connection. The inspiration for telling this story goes to my Canadian friend, Karen Rungi, who has also introduced me to several other poems, quotes, and writings that have influenced my life and changed the course and trajectory of my future. I believe the story I'm about to share has the potential to completely change your life as well. If you'll simply let it in. If you'll simply think about its reality. It was the summer of 1959 at a resort in the Sierra Nevada of Northern California. I had a job that combined being the night desk clerk in the lodge and helping with the horse wrangling at the stables. The owner-manager was Swiss with European notions about conditions of employment. He and I did not get along. I thought he was a fascist who wanted peasant employees who knew their place. I was 22, just out of college, and pretty free with my opinions. One week, the employees had been served the same thing for lunch every single day. Two wieners, a mound of sauerkraut, and stale rolls. To compound insult with injury, the cost of the meals was deducted from our paychecks. I was outraged. On Friday night of that awful week, I was at my desk job around 11 p.m., and the night auditor had just come on duty. I went into the kitchen and saw a note to the chef to the effect that wieners and sauerkraut were on the employee menu for two more days. That tore it. For lack of any better audience, I unloaded on the night auditor, Sigmund Wollman. I declared that I had had it up to here, that I was going to get a plate of wieners and sauerkraut, wake up the owner, and throw it at him. No one was going to make me eat wieners and sauerkraut for a whole week and make me pay for it. And this was un-American. And I didn't like wieners and sauerkraut enough to eat them one day, for God's sake. And the whole hotel stunk. And I was packing my bags from Montana, where they never even heard of wieners and sauerkraut and wouldn't feed that stuff to pigs. Something like that. I raved in this way for 20 minutes. My monologue was delivered at the top of my lungs, punctuated by blows on the front desk with a fly swatter, the kicking of chairs, and much profanity. As I pitched my fit, Sigmund 
Volman sat quietly on his stool, watching me with sorrowful eyes. Put a bloodhound in a suit and tie, and you have Sigmund Volman. He had a good reason to look sorrowful. Survivor of Auschwitz. Three years. German Jew. Thin. Coughed a lot. He liked being alone at the night job. It gave him intellectual space, peace and quiet. And even more, he could go into the kitchen and have a snack whenever he wanted to. All the wieners and sauerkraut he wished. To him, a feast. More than that, there was nobody around to tell him what to do. In Auschwitz, he had dreamed of such a time. The only person he saw at work was me, the nightly disturber of his dream. Our shifts overlapped an hour, and here I was, a one-man war party at full cry. Listen, Pulcom, listen me, listen me. You know what's wrong with you? It's not the Venus and Kraut, it's not the boss, and it's not the chef, and it's not the job. So, what's wrong with me? Fulcom, you think you know everything, but you don't know the difference between an inconvenience and a problem. If you break your neck, if you have nothing to eat, if your house is on fire, then you got a problem. Everything else is inconvenience. Life is inconvenient. Life is lumpy. Learn to separate the inconveniences from the real problems. You will live longer and will not annoy people like me so much. Good night. In a gesture combining dismissal and blessing, he waved me off to bed. Seldom in my life have I been hit between the eyes so hard with the truth. There, in that late-night darkness of a Sierra Nevada inn, Sigmund Volman simultaneously kicked my butt and opened a window in my mind. For 30 years now, in times of stress and strain, when something has to be backed against the wall and I'm ready to do something really stupid with my anger, a sorrowful face appears in my mind and asks, Fulcum, problem or inconvenience? I think of this as the Woolman test of reality. Life is lumpy, and a lump in the oatmeal and lump in the throat and a lump in the breast are not the same lump. One should learn the difference. Good night, Sig. By Robert 
Fulgham, best-selling author of All I Really Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. Voiced by Bobby Kuntz. Shared with all of you because of Karen Rungi. At this present moment in time, we are faced with many challenges. Record inflation, a political climate that we've never experienced, a declining stock market, a backsliding economy, the threat of world war, a threat we didn't think would ever present itself again during our lifetimes. And with all that said, if we apply the Woolman test of reality and acknowledge that life is indeed lumpy and that a lump in the oatmeal, a lump in the throat, and a lump in the breast are not the same lump, then we will have learned the difference of the lesson left behind by Sigmund Woolman, shared with Fulcum, and now passed forward in story form to each of you. What you do with this information is up to you. It's your business. I'm just the storyteller. However, if I was the listener, I'd be thinking about the difference between lumps and reality. And I would be grateful for every single lump and the lesson that lump held for me. And I would be grateful for Sigmund Bolman and his young, unlikely protege, Fulcum.